We've got Mark and Anastasia Petro with us this morning. We enjoyed seeing your dad a couple of weeks ago. It's fun having him here. Why don't you um, just start at the top and tell us what's been going on with, with you guys in your ministry. Okay, so um, this year was the first year that we had no COVID restrictions. Um that started exactly a year ago. All the restrictions were lifted uh, in March, end of March, start of April. Um, so we had a very busy year with going back full speed. And um, yeah, so in Petaluda, we're doing really well. Uh, we were able to hire a couple, uh, one more person. Um, so we're doing a now a preschool program in the morning along uh, with a, a, a teenager, a girls teenagers program that goes uh, from nine to, to to one approximately. And afterwards we have the after school program, which is all the kids that we've we've uh, sent to school throughout these years. Uh, we help them with a, with the schoolwork. And in all three programs, we also have incorporated. Uh, a Bible club, a Bible story, uh, with songs, with, uh, quiz, and, um, so that's the day-to-day ministry. Well, tell uh, us, for those who don't know exactly who it is you're ministering to. So, uh, Petaluda ministers on, um, a Roma community. Roma's, uh, also called gypsies, are very poor. Uh, when we started, um, there seven years ago, None of them were going to school. None of them even was able to hold a pencil. Uh, so we started the community center, um, trying to proclaim the gospel to these people. And as we get to know them and as they get to trust us more, uh, and we understood their problems more, uh, we tried to help them in a lot more, uh, areas like, um, with schooling, with vaccination, with, uh, uh, doctor's appointments with, uh, uh, government papers, um, and pretty much every need that we are able to cover for them, uh, we do that. How large uh, is the community there? Sorry? How, how big, how large is that community? Um, well, the gypsies in the area are more than a uh, thousand, two thousand. But we work with uh, one of the most poor ones, which is, uh, I would say around 500 people, 600 people. Yeah, we've put uh, more than 100 kids in the school, in the local school. And um, this was the first year we had kids um, that started in middle school. Um, And uh, we're looking forward to some more students continuing to middle school, which are doing even more better with their schoolwork. Uh, So we're excited for that. Um, uh, We have also uh, one other thing that Romans do is that they get married very young. So at the age of 13, 14 is marriage age. So they get married. So and then they drop out of school. They start having kids and the cycle goes like this. Continues that continues cycle. Are they are they permanent residents there? So if you think about a gypsy community, you think they would move more often. But are these trying to establish residency here? 
No, there's two types of uh, gypsies, the travelers and the settlers. Uh, we work with the settlers of Anna Most of them own the land in the area that in the um, where they live. They build shacks on their land. Uh, some of them are squatting in some of the public areas as well, of the government areas. But, yeah, they're all around. They, they stay here. They've been here for... Excuse me for this uh, for the years that we've been. Uh, this was a settlement that started in '96 when we had a major earthquake in Athens. So the Greeks started abandoning the area because most of the buildings were destroyed, um, and the Romans started moving more and more uh, in areas uh, because they wouldn't get reported. Some even started uh, squatting abandoned houses. Um, but the two when two of the Big families that we serve bought the land, so they're there permanently. It was a it was a chance for them to also buy very cheap land. So yeah. Is the, uh, but how do people feel about the in general about the gypsies that are there um, in Greece? Are they discriminated against? Or are they kind of shunned? Yes, they're definitely discriminated against, uh, and it's a group of people that. Uh, have always been um, a stealing and um, uh, trying to exploit uh, the locals. Um, so that goes mostly um, to someone. Somebody's believed that they're going to do something. Stereotypes. Yeah, the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, go back to truth, and uh, a lot of the people that we work with, you know, um, will try to uh, take advantage of us. Uh, actually, a, a boy that I have been working with for many years, and which I personally took him uh, from uh, school every day for a whole year, uh, because his parents were unable just this uh, November. He came one day in Petaluda. I wasn't there. And he stole a phone from uh, one of the teachers. Um, so it's uh, it was uh, heartbreaking. Uh, but yeah, uh, we forgave him. It was hard for a lot of the members in the group. He They, they said that this boy was banned for life from our center. But uh, I also meet with the boys that have been through my through, through me from the first years in which now are young dads at the moment like in their four, 14 or 15 years of old they started a family uh, so I also I invited him a month ago for the first time again so I believe in second and third and fourth chances because I w- we were also given <laughs> third and fourth and fifth and chances so yeah it's a program of grace that we do for them, and um, um, yeah, we know. Um, a religion that they practice. Yes, they are Greek, Greek Orthodox, uh, but they only hold on on all the all the rituals, uh, all the bad things that were inherited by paganism into Greek Orthodox uh, culture. 
like blessing houses, blessing cars. Um, uh, they also like give promises to gods, like to 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 God or Mary that you know if they something like for an example, for example, they will say, you know, I will crawl twelve kilometers to your church if I'm able to have a baby. Uh, so they do those kinds of things. Um, yeah, that's, unfortunately that's, that's the reason because that's, um, that's because they're unable to, to read. They can't study their Bible by their own, so they're just, uh, they just are holding, uh, all the oral, um, paradoxes. Traditions. All the oral traditions that were given to them by their, also, illiterate parents which have gone on through many for many years now um yeah that's incredible so once they get married are they definitely not going to go to school when they're that young or with is that an opportunity will they still continue in education uh most of the times they won't uh, and that's why i have been um Talking to a lot of the parents of the, especially the boys. With the girls, it's a, a lot more harder to convince them that um, it's good for them to stay at school and middle school. But with some uh, families of the boys, uh, I have been able to convince them to delay getting them uh, married and keeping 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 them into school. Uh, so hopefully. Uh, it's a change that comes gradually, you know, through the different um, generations, and each generation becomes um, more and more um, better in a way. Uh, they they will eventually start to value education more. They will stay in school more. You know, similar to most what happened with most cultures, you know, even Greeks, like 80 years ago. That was the same um, way they did the life. You know, they got married a lot earlier. They, they didn't go to school. So hopefully change will also come for them um, generation by generation. Yeah. Is there an opportunity um, once you kind of get to know the children to, to reach out to their parents at all? Is, I mean, what's is that? Are they a close-knit community with their parents? Yes, definitely. Uh, we know all of their parents in the community. Uh, they all know us. They trust us. Um, so it's a ministry that affects the whole community, not just the kids. Um, uh, for sure, though, the hardest group to change is the oldest uh, men. Like after 2025, 20, they have missed, they have mostly like Beset on their ways. There's a lot of substance abuse that they get into. So um, throughout the years, we have been able to touch um, and have a lot of uh, effect on all the other groups except the men. There's only one or two gentlemen that have been uh, uh, that have changed and that we have seen change with them, and we are able to work with them. But it's definitely the hardest uh, group in the community to uh, to reach. Well, how do they make a living? Uh, well, gypsies—they um, everybody has the 
200 euros like welfare yeah welfare that they get from the government because they don't have an income Uh, and what most men do is metal scrapping so they go around the city with their truck and uh, say that if you have someone wanted metal I can get it or they can like empty a warehouse or clean a yard um yeah those types of work some very few of them like 10 15 20 people maybe out of the whole community uh, own small businesses uh like flowers or carpets um or they sell clothes on their van they go around and sell like you know low quality clothes so that's but that's very, uh, that's like maximum 20 out of the 500 people that live in the community. Another question around the table, do y'all have? I also want to share a little bit about the teenagers that I uh, have recently picked up again working with. So all these are the kids that um, Tom and some other people that I visited I've met. It was the boys that I had the first uh, years, uh, which later grew older for the program. Um, but ever since the COVID um, measures were lifted, I started w- meeting with them again. Um, for me, it has been um, um, the most, uh, I think that I have enjoyed the most uh, in the Petaluda ministry at the moment. So all these boys are now 14, 15. I know Tom has uh, prayed uh, for George and for other boys in that age group. Um, So all these guys are now married. Um, They have a young wife. Some of them have uh, a a baby or some of them are in the way of having a second baby. Um, And they are very impacted by... Their culture, which says, you know, the man is the the head and he knows everything. The wife is just uh, for the kids. Um, there's also a lot of violence, unfortunately, in their culture. So um, that is the thing that I've trying for them to understand throughout all their all, all our meetings with them. We meet once a week or once or two weeks with them. And we mostly talk about, you know, valuing your wife, listening to your wife. Uh, thankfully, they have observed my relationship with Anastasia. And they can see how different it is from uh, what they have uh, been taught and what they have been they have seen. Um, so that is my, my goal for the teenagers at the moment, to get them to value their wife, not be violent against them, you know. Um, uh, listen to them more, uh, take their opinion into matters. Um, yeah. They're just boys. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, Anastasia, your what role do you fill with these with the Roma? Um, I'm a preschool teacher, so uh-huh. me along with one other staff member, we have the preschool class in the morning. Um, there are 12 preschoolers this school year, and then I also help with the after-school program in the afternoons. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Are the are the yeah. older children or parents receptive at all to the gospel? I mean, I know you work with them about just you know basic marriage skills. But when you present the gospel, are they receptive to that? Yes, they definitely are uh, receptive. Uh, the hard thing is, um, you know, they all consider themselves to be Christians. The hard thing is to get them to understand, you know, the holicity of what it means to be a Christian and to follow Christ and how that affects, you know, your relationships, your habits, uh, the way you treat your family, um, the way you treat the weaker, you know, all that. That's the hard part of them to get, getting them to understand. Um, you know, they like, they know a lot of gospel stories, especially the kids that have been with us, uh, for some time. Uh, they know the concepts of sin, of, uh, you know, giving your heart to Christ. Uh, but after that, that's the hardest part. Uh, so that's why we're focusing on education in order for them to be able to read their Bible on their own and understand the holicity of the gospel. And okay, I said your name wrong. How do you say your name? My name? Yeah. Anastasia or Anastasia in Greek, whichever is fine. <laughs> I guess I was okay. I was half right. Yeah, you were fine. Uh, one of the prayer requests is it's hard because you're around the small children a lot and you're getting sick a lot. Is that just uh, build your teacher immunity yet? <laughs> not yet. I keep waiting for it to kick in, but it's not happening. <laughs> Uh, we'll definitely be praying for that, for sure. Thank and then you. y'all are coming to the States this summer? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the plan uh, in August. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out exactly the route I'm going to take. Uh, but, uh, yeah, soon I will have um, more things uh, planned out and uh, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, let us know. Looking forward. Yeah, looking forward to be back. Be really hot here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in uh, I've been in summer in Alabama, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a group coming there in the first part of June. Yeah. Wow. Alan's yeah, going to be coming. coming. Oh, is that uh, yeah. Alan? Yeah. Alan Carter? Or? That's Alan. Yeah. Alan Clark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Bring a group. Good to see you. So we'll see you then. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. We can. Uh, sorry. Looking forward to it. Great. Great. Yes. Yeah. Well, this- Tell us about child evangelism. You're, you're you're doing that not only there but other other places as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully um, that has opened up again uh, opportunities to go. Uh, and continue with um, some of the Bible clubs um, and churches and continue to teach there. Uh, so that is full speed again. Uh, we have uh, taken up um, two different um, groups of kids, one a church. Uh, we have also taken up a, a MOPS group, which is preschool kids. And uh, Anastasia, Anastasia also gets to help me with that. Because it's a group of, of kids that I, I I have no idea about, so her input there is very useful, and uh, you know how to structure the time with them because it's a three-hour thing there, and uh, there's a lot more things to do than 
you know, a lot more things than a, just a Bible story and a quiz. So it's a lot more complicated to form the program there. Um, I also serve in uh, my brother's church. I also serve uh, in another church with which we go once a month and I keep um, track of the rotation of the teaching there. And um, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been great to be back uh, on full speed. Uh, there's also two more um, clubs that I'm able to go on uh, Christmas times, on Easter, on the start of the year, on the end of the year, and on some other special occasions. Um, and it's uh, it's exciting to also uh, be able to teach the Greek kids. You know, they are able to understand uh, um, a, a thought process. A lot more difficult, so I enjoy that, you know, having a more, um, a, a better, a, 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 an audience that I can, you know, uh, expand a different, a bigger uh, train of thoughts and uh, thinking process with them. So that's, it's great to be able to do that sometimes a month as well and organize and be in different places around Athens. In the in the places where you go to churches or even schools, are there churches that that partner with you and provide some of the the teaching for the news club or the, the other activities? Do they do they have more? I guess what I'm trying to say, they have more that they do with those children than just the time that you come and go. Yes, yes, that's the idea of how it's structured. Uh, they all have. Um, we help them with the materials, with the teaching material and with the curriculums. Uh, I'm just a bonus uh, teacher on special occasions. You know, they want to have me uh, because uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, I also enjoy it. It's good to, to have some circulation on the teachers, on the teachers. And uh, but, yeah, they have uh, we have set those uh, churches or groups uh, going um i don't know if you if you met stefanos he's also another volunteer he also right. runs uh two three different more clubs um as well so yeah we have a lot of other people thankfully to teach and to continue the um weekly work on all these different at least eight different Places around Athens that we uh, that CF teaches and provides and uh, keeps track of the teaching and the kids. Yeah. A lot going on. Anybody have any questions on Zoom this morning or around the table? Do y'all have a question? <laughs> We have two boys that join us every Tuesday. I don't see them coming off mute, so maybe they're getting ready for school. <laughs> Wait, there they are. You have a question? Hi. Hello, Hi. William and Daniel. You said that it was harder to get girls to stay in school. Um, ha- have you actually got any girls to actually stay in school before? Well, not uh, after sixth grade. So when they finish primary school, they're at the age of 
13, 14, and the families are really afraid to uh, have them unattended. Uh, what they say is, you know, they might get, like, stolen or, like, taken by a guy that they don't want uh, them to get married to. Um, that's, it's not entirely an excuse, but, um, they, they actually, that actually happens and, uh, they want to have, uh, to get their girls married with somebody that their families get along, uh, and they think that we're, they would be good for them and nice. Uh, you went on mute, Mark. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Yes. Um, you said yeah, so, so they are the girls. It's uh, it's a it has been difficult to to keep them in school after sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but at least we have been uh, affecting them to to value education, uh, and you know. Um, you know, all the, the whole marriage thing is one of the the most difficult issues we have been, um, faced with. Uh, it's really very, very hard to understand the way how to address it and face it because, um, you know, we, we have thoughts of like even going to the police because, you know, these marriages are illegal. And, but, um, the thing is, we don't see that being gainful, being good in any way, because, you know, we don't, like, we, what we're going to do is actually like take them to court, you know, send kids, split families. So it's one of the hardest things that we don't have an answer yet to how how we're going to continue. It looks like... Uh, the ways it's, that it's going to be is, you know, just year by year, step by step, uh, they're going to change. They're going to, we're going to see some boys in middle school, probably high school as well. And then, you know, as the boys, um, delay their marriage, probably that will affect the age that the girls get to marriage. So that might be able to keep the girls in middle school and later. So. We're gonna see. It's definitely the hardest thing that we face, and we don't know how to um, work around and how to like address it and how to um, find a solution for. Right, because you couldn't go into the police would betray their trust almost. It seems definitely it will split the families, and at the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna be like any effect. Like it, it will keep you know the kids like in an orphanage. Or somewhere else with people that, um, yeah, it's difficult. It's a very difficult issue for us. Daniel, do you have a question? Go ahead. Hello. Um, what's your favorite dessert? (laughs) What's my favorite dessert? Dessert. (laughs) Yeah. Hard question. Yeah. Um, I love anything with chocolate or peanut butter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a more fruity guy, so in the states, I I really enjoy lemon uh, lemon tarts or 
raspberry cheesecake, things like that are oh, in my that. flavors. Now we know what agenda to plan for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we can yeah. um, move to a time of prayer. Is there anything besides what we've talked about or what you sent that we can add to the list? Um, what Jonathan was talking about. Um, well, we are lately considering, um, well, there's a thing that has been going on my mind for some, uh, the Lord has spoken to me and one of our leaders and, um, we're still in the prayer stage and, uh, you know, considering, uh, how was, how's the best, best way of going about this. So, uh, the idea is, one of the main ideas is to bring on the government, um, what we're doing and, um, a chance to get a, a big funding to organize something a lot bigger than us that will work in a lot more Roma communities. Uh, we will have an opportunity to train them and tell them exactly how we went about Petaluda and keeping these kids to school. Uh, with, uh, yeah, the, uh, but it's still, as I said, in prayer stage, you know, we're, trying to figure out exactly how the West, the best way to go about this is. Uh, but it's definitely so, something that I've been working and praying and um, trying exactly to figure out um, the specifics of this whole thing. Um, yeah. Absolutely. We love so, to pray that the God, that God guides us exactly. You know, we don't want to do something that is, um, we we want to come up with the best plan that will get a funding and um, be effective. Uh, it's it's a lot of work. It's going to be very hard, but um, I think that's uh, where the Lord is leading us at the moment. You know, to expand and um, help a lot more Romas get. Um, help and support in order to become a more to get more what's like the same like she to get um, to not be as discriminated and as um, be more productive member of society yeah. yes and be like more get more into with the Greeks instead of Staying away, doing their own things. Integra- integration, integration. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're going to um, have a minute where we can um, pray about some things, go around the table. Anybody on Zoom can join in. Tom can open. And Bubba will close today. How about that? We'll change it up. <laughs> okay. Good. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. And we can talk with Mark and Anastasia. Just thank you for them and their commitment to serving you with the Roma families and, and children and, um, and with good news clubs um, and other forms of child evangelism there and with churches and the schools. Pray that you would continue to sustain them, uh, that you would provide for their, their financial needs. I pray that you would provide for 
their um, just their sense of you being at work in and through them, um, that you would encourage them. And I can only imagine how difficult and even discouraging it is to see these Roma families just kind of continue in their way. And even as, as they've heard the gospel and it may accept Accepted, and yet it's very hard to leave a culture um, that is so alien to the gospel. And so I pray that you would um, reveal yourself um, to, to Mark and Anastasia and their co-workers. Uh, I pray that you would continue to work in these in these Roma children and families, and that you would bring true uh, change that is in accord with your word that the discipleship would continue to grow and prosper in those in that community especially, and as well for, for the work with the Greek children, that um, the children would be hearing the gospel in, in a real way, um, and perhaps not in a way that they've heard it before in that culture. So just grateful for this time, this technology that enables us to do this, and, and pray that you would continue to bless this, this young couple and their ministry. Lord, thank you for bringing us here this morning and allowing us to um, talk to Mark and Anastasia on the other side of the world, Lord, as they minister to the Roma children and the other Greek children um, there. Lord, we just ask that you continue to keep them healthy and um Blessing their ministry, Lord. We pray for the children, these babies that are having babies at Mary, Lord. We just pray that you will um, find a way into their hearts and their um, marriages and, and keep them on, um, continue to grow them in Christ, Lord, and show them the way that you want this to look, Lord. And we just ask that you be with them as they look at um, new ways for funding through the government, that this will be. Um, you'll go before them, and they'll talk to the people that can help make a difference. So we ask this all in your name. Lord, I do thank you for this uh, time this morning, and I agree with the brother and sister's prayers. And just I, I do thank you for the, the heart that uh, – you have as a couple to reach out to children and it's so important that we all reach out children and this is a very difficult group to, to reach and you are giving your time and talents to do that so I pray that you can continue to reach the Romans and you can reach the other children there but also with, with a I guess I call it a, a bigger plan that you can grow the ministry to reach more people really to, to bring them into the society but also bring them, grow them up as strong Christians. So when you think about dealing with these people, it's really like an unreached people group that's so hard to uh, communicate with. <clears throat> if they can't read or write, uh, it, it's very difficult. So I thank you for the, the time and patience that they're putting in there. So I do pray for our team that's coming over there in, in um, I guess, June and uh, you would encourage our team and they might see these different ministries and be an encouragement to, to you there. So we are blessed to have missionaries scattered out around the world. And this is a, uh, one of our focus groups in, in Greece. And I just thank you for Mark and Anastasia's heart and patience and what they're doing there. And, uh, 
Lord, you would encourage them and strengthen them. Give them good health, Lord, uh, that you would take care of them. Also, give them a good trip to visit us uh, this summer. So uh, thank you for letting us be with them this morning and give them a good day and give us a good day. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.